Muse. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to Fly Casual. That's right. Tonight, we're talking about one of my very favorite movies of all time. Oh, brother, where art thou? You're going to want to stick around because it's going to get passionate, it's going to get quotey, and it's going to get silly right here on another Fly Casual. Let's get ready to wrinkle! I'm not going to lie. I'm so excited that part of me wants to just skip all of our normal crap and start talking about the movie. But I have to realize there's an order and a process. And maybe not all of our listeners have either seen this movie or are as thrilled about it as I am to be talking about it tonight. Well, then I say, what's the problem? Get thrilled. Get thrilled. Get good. Get thrilled, I- bitch. I love this movie. I cannot wait to talk about this movie. Can't wait to talk about the circumstances whereupon we saw this movie, Garrick. Oh, yeah. The whole nine yards. Strando. We're not talking about the whole nine yards. That's going to be, uh, that's probably, we had an Amanda Peet phase. I feel like we should do a whole nine yards and whole ten yards. (laughs) There we go. Amanda (laughs) Peet. And Saving Silverman. We'll put them all three in the same Amanda Peet's my girlfriend. What's she wait, doing wait, wait. <laughs> See, I told you, you never what? were with Katie Sackhoff. You're a no, liar. That was last week. Man, last week that is different. so last week. <laughs> <laughs> Not for me. Always and forever. I, I, I also, her, her. Oh, yeah, she her. went to, uh, yeah, she yep. went to Elmhurst. To Sorry, the Elmhurst. conversation. Garrick, Mike has Facebook open on his iPad, and the two of them are oh looking God. at chicks on you know, no, Mike's Facebook. You guys, are, I would not guys say that's a chick. That's someone I know. I can't. From here, it just looks like a chick. It's someone I graduated <laughs> high school with. Mutual friends. I went to church with her ah, many, 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 many oh, years. Wow, Marvin is a douche. Who knew? Yeah, Marvin is a douche. Who knew? Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Fly Casual number 294. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Yes. Thank you. Boom. First time. Plus 12? First I have try. to be the exact that number right amount. That number is divisible amount. by two. There you go. It sure is. Wow. <laughs> the mathemagician, Garrick. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> I uh, have to be the exact right level of inebriated to actually know what episode we're on at this point. I feel like once we crest 300, no one should expect it of me ever, right? Then again, I doubt you expect it of me at this point. You all looked really that's, surprised just now. That's we when do. Our odometer have rolls over. Fewer, fewer <laughs> expectations with every episode. Yeah, there so we go. The expectations are low. We're at 294. Is that what you said? Yep. 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 I've primed the pump just. I think right. that's divisible by three as well, if you think oh, about it. Maybe. I, I'm not I sure that's true, but okay. <laughs> Carry the three. No, the answer no. is I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it would probably take me thirty seconds well, right now to do that calculation. Three hundred is divisible by three. True, and so it's six less. Yep. Nailed it. Well done, Gary. Do, you know, do you know the easiest way to tell if something's divisible by three? Add them up and divide. If see if that's divided by three. Divisible Nailed by it. three. Yeah. Yep. That's right. Two plus nine is eleven plus four fifteen divided by three five. Nailed it. Boom. Boom. I don't believe you. Dude, Easy peasy, it's, it's math of magic. You can't argue with the powers <laughs> of God. Seriously. The tree of knowledge, bitch. 
You're messing with the fabric of the universe, Mike. That's right. Don't (laughs) unravel everything just because you're an unbeliever. Mike was today years old when he figured it out. Figured it or heard it? Heard it. it. Still don't understand it, but heard it. (laughs) Actually, honest to God, as, as the father of a child who's, you know, in elementary school and moving into like, you know, long division and stuff like that. Teaching her little math tricks that they never taught me, but either I figured them out young because I kind of, I don't know. I don't think I was, you guys, I don't want to like blow you over. Okay. Mm-hmm. But I don't think I was a very good listener. No. Yeah. No. Uh-uh. No, I'm for real. Oh, let's take ourselves back to last episode. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, not everybody knew who Appa was. Uh, no. And so I would figure out weird ways to do shit. And then sometimes I would have to tell my, t- like, show my teachers how I was doing it. And they would be like, I don't know what kind of, I guess it works. Uh, like, I literally have a teacher goes, well, that might not work every time. I'm like, no, let me show you how it does. Like, I was one of those kids, right? So now, like, being able to show my daughter all these little tricks and shortcuts that are most likely going to cause huge problems for her as she goes through her education, it's a real fulfilling thing. Yeah, especially in today's environment. Yes. Yeah, you have to, I mean, it's so lockstep. Like, we're going to show you a, we want you to be able to process things in your own way, so we're going to show you 13 ways that other people do it. (laughs) And you have to memorize all of them. It makes it easier. (laughs) Welcome to Modern Education, friends. All right. Hey! I'm Corey here at Fly Casual. Over there's Mike here Hello. at Fly Casual. How are you doing, Corey T? I am maintaining a lovely state of currency. Yeah, right? Yes. Uh, okay, so uh, vodka? Hmm. Well, see, started out the night earlier on yeah. with uh, an amalgamation of a monster, or I'm sorry, a rock star sugar-free energy <laughs> drink of a mango <laughs> strawberry, I don't know what the hell flavor, oh, okay. with vodka, a little bit of sweet and sour, a little bit of grenadine on the top. Wow. Can't taste the thing. Okay. Right? Then I cited cherry limeade, and I poured the 12-ounce. I was using 7-Up. That's what I had. 7-Up Zero. Poured it in, and then I poured in some vodka, and a, a splash of grenadine, splash of sweet and lime juice, and a little again, a little sweet and sour just for fun. And I realized I'd filled a 32-ounce cup. Big gulp. And I'm fairly certain half of this is vodka, but we'll that find was, out as time goes on. That was descriptive. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. I'll give you one guess when I'm Ten drinking. minutes from now, I won't be able to recount <laughs> any of that to you. A beer. Uh, let's see. Diet Mountain Dew oh, and rum. Yes. Very good. Oh. Sunken I just I just ran out of my together? rum. I'm going to have to go buy more rum for next time. Yeah. You're, you're, yes, together, your, Garrick. Together. Your barrel-o oh. rum that you keep here has finally <laughs> run dry. It only took this long because you sat out for four weeks. Yeah. So, you know, for a while. It'll do it. Mm-hmm. I'll do it. Over there, Master Control, wearing his winter cap, Mr. Stephen J. And, and not a woolen mm-hmm. cap, but a ca- Now, as I recall, there's a story behind that, Stephen J. Howie. Let me finish your damn name. Before you start yapping, God damn. Uh, Did he knit his own hat? No, he has. I, there's a story behind your puke. Let me try it again. Procuring of that cap, which fits your head as a man with a large head. Me, I have no hats that fit my head properly. That fit. God, am, am I that far gone? That hat fits your head almost damn perfectly. And I don't even know what that kind of cap it's is called. It's fit. It's a- so this is a hat by uh, Boston Scally Company. Okay, it's a they make scallies scally and cap. hats. Oh, it is a scally cap. That's yeah. a thing. Okay, uh, they cap? make all kinds of scally caps. Um, 
I highly recommend them. Uh, my wife got this for me for my birthday, which is in March mm-hmm. uh, last year. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, they, they're such a popular company, I think. Really? And this uh, this was a newer model at the time. A newer model. They just rolled out. They just rolled out the 2019. Yes. Yes. So uh, it took several months to actually get it, but it arrived right before the weather got cold. Yeah. So not a great story. Like but that's, no that's joke though. Like I am envious the of hat, how well yeah, that fits your hat head. Fits perfectly. They tell you how to measure your head and what to pick. And it's like, if you want a looser fit, go a size up. If you want a tighter fit, go a size down, depending on what, you know, your measurement of your head. Right. And it is perfect. So like you, you look like you could be, I mean, you could fill several roles with that. You could be uh, arriving at your, uh, your semi-pro bowling league. Mm-hmm. Yep. You could be in the middle of a soccer hooligan brawl. Yes. Or you could just be sipping Guinness at the uh, town pub. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. And then you turn the house. Boy, hat we, sound, backwards. we sound like we're sponsored, but yeah, no. <laughs> we're really not. <laughs> no, I actually, I highly recommend them. They're not cheap, but they're also not cheaply made. So when you get it, you're like, oh, yeah, this is a good hat. Yeah. And it's got a little shamrock. Mine has a little shamrock on the back. Not well, that's what makes that, all the difference yeah. right there. Um, you know why? No, why? Why? Why, Gary? I don't know. I was asking. <laughs> no, he just wants to know. Do you know why? Do you uh, know why? I think good I did luck? at the time, but uh, I don't know now. But oh. I want to get more, but I th- I'm i trying to remember how much this hat was. 50 or 60 Yeah, was the price. So yeah. not for a good fit. Yeah, not I would, a terribly expensive for a good hat. I have a giant yeah. Frankensteinian monster cr- dome. Yeah. And long hair, so finding a hat that fits is damn near impossible. Yeah, for me, and uh, it's perfect. I want to get more. I will. You want to hear an interesting scally cap fact? I am dying to hear an interesting scally cap fact. (laughs) So, scally cap is also called a flat cap. If you were to look it up on Wikipedia right now, right here, right now, which you did, first first picture that comes up is Jason Isaacs. Wearing a flat cap. Oh shit! Now I need one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, I want to look like Lucius Malfoy. I don't know. <laughs> oh my gosh! Funny thing is, it's not flap. There's a definite swoop. Lucius yeah. Malfoy. Yeah. Is yeah. And the, the thing is, you go look at you're like, oh wow, there's slight subtle differences between the different styles that they have. <laughs> it's kind of amazing. Uh, but I have to tell you now? what I'm drinking. I'm drinking a. 1608 bottle of Bushmills. Mm, Whoa, lovely. That's almost as old as a scally cap. Oh wait, yeah. oh wait, no wait. It was, uh, it was. They were made in 1608, not this bottle. The company yeah. was, the, not the that particular barrel. I thought I got a great deal. That's all right. Well, they everybody, thank you for <laughs> thank you for uh, dialing in to the uh, booze and haberdash cast. <laughs> But that was the more time we've spent yeah. talking about a clothing of any type than I think the history of the podcast. Combined. Hey, Garrick, how you doing? Hey, Garrick, cross pond down oh. a few, not Jay Hardy. Oh, man, I'm good anytime I get to talk about Coen Brothers movies. Oh, seriously. No, you know, I was thinking about it. We did the Hudsucker proxy, and I felt oh, like, so you good. know, since we did the format change, are we cheaping out by doing another Coen Brothers movie? And I'm like, no. how long ago was that? I don't give an F. It's time a to talk about it. A million years right ago. Now. Million. At least. 
at the very yeah. least. I think you're being because conservative. They're all different. That, that, that you could do one every week, and no you one know, would even know. That's actually pretty fair. I feel like someone could do a like short time podcast series that's just every episode is a Coen Brothers movie, and it would be dramatically different from one to the other. I mean. Mm -hmm. dramatic have you seen the man who knew too much my lord <laughs> that is not like any of the rest of their movies no no, no. so anyway we're gonna get into that pretty soon but in the meantime let's talk about what's on a docket that's not the right one what's on the docket <laughs> hey nice catch my thumb is kind of numb and my brain is kind of weak right now i don't blame you it's been a week, Mike. I know. It's been a dang week. <laughs> it has. To say I'm, the least. I'm going to go first. And the All reason right. why is because I think this was on my docket previously, so I'm going to make this quick. I, uh, I've i been watching a lot of the you know same thing over and over again, like series, like old TV series. You know, I've, I've mentioned how I'm watching a lot of uh, you know, Andy Griffith show. I actually ordered the DVD. The, uh, I bought off Amazon a DVD. A DVFND. Wait, what? Wow. Whoa. What's a DVD? I have not I bought so a DVD in years, y'all. But there, like, I realize there's nowhere to. Uh, Pirates don't care about 80s reunion specials so much of old TV shows. So Return to Mayberry, I had to buy off Amazon wow. for $8. And also still available on VHS for 6 bucks. There you mm. go. So, but that's not it. But that's, that's kind of the much. rabbit hole I've been going down. Uh, I was dialing around the other night, uh, surfing around, trying to figure out what I wanted to watch. And I had nothing. I mean, I, was just, I wanted to kind of watch a movie. I was in the mood for nothing at all. And... What surprised me, because there are lots of movies you can go back to, like almost any time I can watch Indiana Jones, you know, most time I could watch Godfather Part Two, all, you know, there's stuff I go back to all the time, but something that I didn't realize I was going to dial in on when I was in a mood for, I don't know what I was stumbling through and Jojo Rabbit came up. Oh, yeah. And I was like, I really enjoyed that movie, but I don't know if I'm in the mood for a, wait a minute. How can I not be in the mood for Jojo Rabbit? It fires on all cylinders and it scratches kind of several different itches. And I ended up rewatching Jojo Rabbit late at night one night. And God dang, I enjoy that movie front to back again. Well, that's a good movie. It was only, I don't know, eight months ago when I watched it for the first time and watching it again. Like, it's just, I don't know. It's not the kind of movie where you're watching it to find out what happens. You're just watching it to see it unfold. Mm -hmm. And it's a good story. And it's done. So, you know, last episode we were talking about kind of like the, the kind of off kilter brilliance of Taika Waititi. White, white, ooh, help me out. Waititi. 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 The Taika boy. Um, and I have like a growing, every time I see another project of his, my respect for him grows. It has yet to diminish like i saw what we do in the shadows after seeing jojo rabbit for the first time which he did before jojo rabbit and of course is in in terms of like cinematic refinement what we do in the shadows is much the movie is much rougher than what he's doing nowadays like with thor ragnarok and jojo rabbit and stuff and even then like every time i watch a project of his my respect for his craft grows and i think that's really saying something um, and I watched this again, and this may be one of my favorite movies out of the last 10 years or so. I had I, when the first time I saw it, I didn't really think about it like that, but I think I could watch Jojo Rabbit anytime. <laughs> 
I think it's one of those movies where literally, you know, I used to say, you know, dial, back in the in my cable days, or you know, you dial around like if I fell if I fell on an episode of Quantum Leap, I could just stop and watch it. Or if Fifth I, Element, <laughs> ish. But if if, yeah. you know, if I came across The Godfather, I could stop and watch it. And I don't mean to sound like you know your typical dude, bro. I don't want you Godfather beer. But there were like there's several movies where I could just always stop and watch. As off kilter and not mainstream as Jojo Rabbit is, I feel like I could watch that movie no matter what kind of mood I'm in and no matter what kind of people I had around. I love me. when that little kid blows himself up with a grenade that fucks <laughs> me up every freaking time. It it's it shouldn't be hilarious, but he <laughs> makes it hilarious. I, it shouldn't be a little kid, a little Nazi kid, Hitler youth kid blowing himself up with a grenade is somehow funny, and that's the genius. Of Taika Waititi is that you you're taking it seriously and laughing at it simultaneously, and the move the movie is hilarious. It's moving. It's suspenseful at times, especially with the Gestapo. Mm-hmm. You know, even though the Gestapo is hilarious, Heil Hitler, Heil Hitler, Heil Hitler, Heil Hitler, Heil Hitler, Heil Hitler, like over and over and over and over again. They they both make fun of Nazis and still make you nervous and scared of them. Mm-hmm. And there is just such a brilliance to that film. And the the thing I think I the one of the things I love most about it is, you know, Taika plays Hitler or the imaginary hit friend Hitler himself. You know, white. He's, you know, got the white makeup on and the mustache and the whole nine yards. And he's hilarious because when he's talking to this kid, it's very modern. It's not very it doesn't sound like Hitler at all. It's like this is like almost like postmodern take on a goofy in touch with his feelings Hitler. And it's it's satire and it's funny. But at the same time, you don't get that much. of it. I mean, he's got maybe five minutes total screen time throughout the whole film. And like you want more, but at the same time, there shouldn't be more because it's all about this child's journey. And I love that movie so much. And the last time I talked about it, I, I really hope I planted a seed in some people. I mean, it's not something I would sit down and watch with my parents or my kid, right? Mm-hmm. But it's something that every time I watch it, it really gets me in contact with a lot of different feelings, including laughter and also, you know, just like sort of like a despair for this child and a hopefulness, you know, and then also just marveling at how um, uh, uh, Scarlett Johansson is a far better character actress than she gets credit for. Oh, she's time. incredible absolutely beyond reproach i mean she is just i don't know if i use that phrase correctly she (laughs) and i've seen i've seen her in other films where she plays more of a character role like black widow is really a straight character for her in my opinion um but when she really like plays these types of kind of like off kilter type characters i don't want to off kilter is oversimplifying her character she's got such a strong character in this film and she's wonderful wonderful in this movie, even though the kid is just the center of the film, she is fantastic. And it's just such a well-balanced film and I cannot recommend enough. And I'm done talking about it because I know I've talked about it before, but Jojo rabbit is an amazing film that I know was not mainstream. So I just wanted to talk it up. I think it's, I think it's worth bringing up things like that, that we rewatch. Yeah. Because when you, when it's something has rewatchability, exactly. That's huge. Yes. Uh, and I didn't know yeah. that I didn't know that this movie was that. I was literally like looking at like a hundred different movies I could watch. I'm just literally like click 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 click, and I'm like, I 
want to watch that again. Especially since, I mean, it really hasn't been that long since no. I've seen it. I think literally like eight months-ish, yeah. as I recall. And I, I was surprised that I wanted to watch it again. And I thought, I mean, it was like 11 o'clock when I started. I thought I'd click it off after an hour and go to bed. Mm-mm. I hung around to the very end, and I loved it at least as much as I, the first time I watched it. And I think that Jojo Rabbit, as much as it's not something I'm going to watch again when my when my young daughter is awake, it's not something that my wife would be that into, but it's something that I could see if I'm sitting by myself every six months or so. It could easily, I could watch it over and over and over again. That movie's magnificent. Mm-hmm. Magnificent. So anyway, that's me. Howie's up. So I uh, was intrigued by something I saw come up on Netflix recently and foreign language. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It hits. If I say it every so, time, it's got to hit sometimes. Korean. So I watched. Uh, no, uh, oh. I, I saw oh. Japanese. I, I, w- I looked at the, uh, the trailer and, and so I like immediately was like, I'm, I'm not watching another one for a while. Another foreign dubbed over joe dang all this reading because no they're they speak in english oh okay but dubbed yeah got it uh i uh i just was like okay i started getting too intrigued with it uh it's the uh the new barbarians uh show that that netflix has Barbarians. Uh, is that what it's called the new barbarians no not the new barbarians I mean, you're nodding at me like i'm in it's the just know called barbarians oh okay the standard barbarians new i'm trying to see actually when it was released october so it is hey, new that was last month september yeah. maybe uh, it, that's less new but still new yeah um so yeah basically held out for like a couple two three weeks well done Nailed <laughs> uh but then i flicked it on because i'm like one it was just me watching Similar kind of thing. I was like, I want to mm-hmm. watch something that I know that my wife probably won't necessarily appreciate, at right. least as much as I would, or care. She'll be on her iPad, not watching. <laughs> Facebooking. Yeah. So, <laughs> uh, but man. What language just, is it? I don't know. Barbarian. <laughs> Barbarian language. Because I was trying to. <laughs> it's a goss. It's. Is it German? I, I'm tr- I was, Germanic. I meant to actually. Well, yeah, Germanic, but are they actually <laughs> speaking German? Yeah, so so the barbarians takes place in 980 when oh. Romans, the Romans were, were occupying the Germanic. Uh, I didn't expect you to hook things. me so soon, but I'm interested. It's, that's it's pretty early. That's early. It's damn interesting. Yeah. Um, and to sweeten the pot a little bit. They intentionally added a lot of known facts into it. Like, there's some historical, real things in this. Yeah. And, but they also were very upfront that there's a lot of fiction that we're throwing in as well. <laughs> well, that's <laughs> so, fine. Make it, right. make it, you know, a story. Yeah. So, um, it revolves around this one, one guy who is, like, basically becomes a knight in the Roman army. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was taken from one of the... Barbarian, barbar, barbarian Reichs, mm-hmm. uh, the son. He was the son of one of the Barbarian Reichs, basically in order to keep peace. Yeah, and um, uh, this is like all like backstory, basically. Sure, sure, sure. Uh, and so 
This sounds kind of like the Viking show. Yeah. <laughs> he, uh, yeah, there's yeah, a, yeah, there's a turn of events where he, you know, basically comes back to the roots mm-hmm. and and helps lead this historical accurate battle that happens between yeah the so they're, like, they're creating a story to yeah. to give detail into a historical event, broader yeah, right event yeah so it's kind of interesting because you know the romans kind of see them all as oh you guys are the barbarians and that's what they call them well yeah but they're not all they're completely civilized you know well they're individual tribes that okay. like fight amongst themselves there, there's no unity which is why the romans could easily be rolling right. over them so right that's what also makes the story interesting is trying to get this these i'm i'm the six episodes i don't know if this is just the six episode series because the last episode i haven't watched it yet and it's called the battle uh-huh mm. so if they get to this point <laughs> then uh, what if i want more what happens <laughs> yeah so what if i want but yeah i'm i like start watching it three or four days ago yeah i mean a bunch of uh, we're all like you know we were all raised midwestern church kids and so a lot of us are steeped in sort of you know what was going on in that era in the middle east Mm -hmm. so to get the same era from a different standpoint sounds really really interesting well and there's some very striking visuals in this like like really puts it's it's awful it really shows roman Roman Empire in in the way that you kind of were taught and you knew that they were, but it's actually putting it in front of you, yeah, making you deal with it, yeah, and and uh, it's it's wow. I mean, there's they don't they don't actually show the process, but there's crucifixions happening, yeah, and and it's just like wow, um, definitely uh, gore. There's, there's some nudity. There's, I can see myself watching this one my, after my wife yeah, goes to bed. This is yeah. definitely a watch for then. That's kind of the reason why I was bringing that up. It's, yeah. It's, it's not a watch for, definitely not for kids. Um, but man, I, I, if you're at all interested, I highly recommend it because, yeah, there's, there's times when the overdubbing doesn't do justice to the scene. You could see what's going on and you yeah. like, you wish. Someone tried harder. Someone tried harder. <laughs> but it really doesn't take away that Everything much. sounds like Leonardo. <laughs> well, you could tell someone's really pouring their heart out and like getting this raw, like, and the, 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 they're definitely speaking louder and more, uh, but there you, it's, yeah. no, there's no comparison. I mean, yeah, it's part yeah, of it's, Yeah. So, but it, it didn't take away that much because I'm loving it. So. Yeah, well, I don't watch a lot of foreign language stuff, so Netflix doesn't cram the shit in front of me. So I'm actually off to go look for it because the, actually that entire that millennium from nothing eighty to yeah. or one eighty, if you will, to uh, you know the uh, actually up through the nine hundreds is one of my like bread baskets of of fascination because in our you know our Western education system. Our upbringing and even even to the religious, you know, uh, religious background, everything kind of stops, you know, 40 years after Jesus. Yeah. Nothing else and, happens. <laughs> yeah. Nothing else happens. And then school picks up around the 1400s, you know, yeah. and even then it's not 1400s. Europe's it's 1400s as they done come across the ocean this way. Right. So uh, it, that whole actually that kind of actually that 1500 years uh throughout europe is kind of this like fascinating it area is, to me is. because as a child there was just nothing black yeah. hole 
And and I don't so I I don't know how accurate they are with some of the stuff, but they it does sound like they try to be somewhat accurate with a lot of it. So cool. That's, take that for what it's worth. I, I'm taking it for mm-hmm. quite a bit of worth. Yep. <laughs> yep. Speaking uh, of speaking of worth, I got nothing. Garrick, what's up? Hey, what up? <laughs> You're not worth anything. Garrick. I was like, I was dealing oh. net worth, worth less. None of them sounded right. Yeah. So just Garrick. They're all, whatever. They're all the same. <laughs> So, uh, new uh, new season of Star Trek Discovery just came oh, out. Oh, good call! A couple weeks ago, yeah, I've been watching that. Oh, I haven't so, watched this week's yet. Don't spoil. Okay, or spoil uh, a little. Uh, I won't spoil too much. Or you okay. nothing really to spoil. Ears. But uh, go in the other room. I'm a big Star Trek nerd. I love all the all the series. Maybe not so much Voyager or Enterprise, but I, I love all the other ones. Oh, I'm, you had a soft spot for some Enterprise. Yeah, the first season, first yeah. season, two seasons were pretty good. After go. that, just took a giant. Then the dog Zindi crap. showed up and forget it. And then after the Zindi, they had like Nazi aliens, and I was like, okay, I'm out. Yep, hard no. Nope. So, uh, yeah, season, I Discovery, in my opinion, is okay. There's just it's so depressing sometimes. Yeah, it's there's a, there's season a lot of hard swings. Yeah, there's not much like the reason I really like Star Trek is because they explore a lot of philosophy and like uh, humanity and, uh, you know, all this kind of these big questions and they're exploring and they're pushing boundaries like Discovery didn't really seem to do that that much. They just kind of like, oh, here we are uh, doing this this mission and here's a desperate situation and here's the worst of humanity rather than the best of humanity. It's like this. It's just like these these. It went all galaxy ending events and all we got to do this. It, it was almost like Avengers movie. They have to like, you yeah. know, rally and, and win. I'm like, oh, okay, you know, that's, that's fine and all, but that's to me, that's not, doesn't feel like Star Trek. I agree. So season three rolls around and they almost, it almost feels like a reboot of the entire series. With the same <laughs> cast. Yeah, it did. Almost. Yep. Because <laughs> basically they get flung far into the future. Yeah. Almost a thousand years almost a thousand years and something has happened in the past that completely wiped out uh Starfleet mm-hmm. mostly mostly all of Starfleet and so they got to kind of figure out what happened in the future um why this happened and they're trying to reconnect with all these Starfleet people cuz no what happened is the dilithium i guess something happened to all the dilithium which it all allows, combusted at the same time yeah which allows craft to go to warp, you know, fast and lights travel. So now every, not only all these ships exploded, but no one can travel very far anymore because lithium is like the rarest thing in the entire universe. Yep. And so it's, to me, it's kind of hearkening back to classic Trek in some of these episodes because they're, yeah, it's this big world ending thing that happened, but they're doing smaller things or helping. They're exploring like, PTSD yes, and how we treat people, you know, that kind of stuff. And it's just like, yeah, like rather, rather getting hung up on the fact that, oh, it's the future and there's all this new technology, which there's a little bit of that. It's also things have regressed because no one has figured out how to deal with the fact that they can't go across the sector in, you know, a couple days anymore. Yeah. They're in Starfleet and, and everything was all saccharine and, you know, everyone did everything by the book, but now they're thrown into this like lawless, almost lawless universe. Mm-hmm. And 
they're, to me, they're like, okay, we're going to maintain our Starfleet values, which is, you know, helping people in need and doing yeah. what we can to, you know, make the place a little bit better. And in this now lawless place, it, I think it works a lot better than it did in the first two. Yeah. Uh, the the season. It's funny, even though the first two seasons, like you said, were like galaxy ending events. Like now it's like every encounter, the stakes are higher, even though they're not all galaxy ending events. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Because what they've, you know, they're finding out that everything they believed in was undone by something that no one even understands. Right. It was all for it, for seemingly not. So it's like this philosophical decision, like even though it was all, you know, you could think of it as a waste. We're here to make sure that it's not lost. And we're going to like maybe start planting the seeds of it again yeah. or something. And it's kind of brilliant in a way because... Yeah. They, they, not only that, but they, this series takes place, uh, what, like 50 or 30, 40 years before the original series or something like that. Maybe well, yeah, the first two much. seasons, yeah. Maybe like 10 to 20, because mm. Pike's still about the age when he, uh, you know, gets injured. Yeah, Pike and, uh, Pike and Spock were on the Enterprise. Yeah, yeah. so it can't be that, so now they don't have much gap to, they didn't have much gap to fill between where they started and then the original series. So right. jumping into the future, they, they kind of really opened the doors for all the stuff they can do. Yeah. Does it doesn't feel as restrained anymore. It feels like the stakes are higher without having to artificially make the stakes higher. I mean, yeah. even season two, which dealt with like uh section thir- is it 31? Yeah. I think section 31, which 13. is like the start, which is like the Starfleet black ops you know, or yeah. the Federation Black Ops group. Like, they were trying to do all the top secret stuff to justify why you'd never heard of all these galaxy-ending events happening. Oh, because it was top secret at the time. Mm-hmm. Well, that only floats so far once you've spent that in the first season and a half, right? Mm-hmm. So as much as the end of the last season was way over the top, by doing what they've done, every little encounter now is more of a nail-biter. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, the what was it? The third episode when they actually got back to Earth mm-hmm. in the future, and like they have to, it's 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 almost like first contact with Earthlings because they <laughs> don't know what the Earth is now. They don't know what the governing body on Earth represents, and there is a conflict when they mm-hmm. show up because they're like Federation's gone. What do you even mean to us? And then they're negotiating a conflict between Earth and this extra. I don't want to give anything away, but this other force that's been in conflict with Earth and stuff, and you find out that it's like, oh my gosh, everything sucks so bad that people who should be united hate each other and for almost no good reason. And this is Star Trek, bringing groups together. Yeah. yeah. I was almost cheering. I'm like, this is what Star Trek's supposed to be. It's it's supposed to be these, you know, these morality plays Mm -hmm. and and stuff like that in in a futuristic environment. I mean, season two wasn't without that completely. In fact, the first half of season two felt like it was going in that direction. But the second half of season two went right off the science rails again, like the pseudoscience rails Mm -hmm. with the calamity-ness of it. And so what I'm hoping is that they adhere to that a little more because it's like, all right, now we're almost like it's almost like rebooting Enterprise. We'll go a thousand it's, years in the future. The Federation died. And so now we're re- having to plant yeah. all the seeds again. They're, they're Now they're a- actually boldly going where no one has gone before because exactly. literally no one can fly from planet to planet anymore. Yes, it, it, they can, but nobody else yeah. can. 
Mm-hmm. Which means everybody wants what they've got. Yeah. It's like having a bunch of Beskar on you. Yeah. Now, one of the big things that I've criticized Discovery for is that every character is an archetype. Mm-hmm. There's very little nuance. But now that they're into their third season, they're adding more depth to the archetypes. And they're bringing up some of the tertiary characters to have kind of their own personalities and conflicts. And it's starting to, I mean, I'm not going to say, I mean, you could say, well, it takes time to develop that kind of stuff. No, Discovery went off the rails right out of the gates with <laughs> archetypes, but it's starting to marry back a little bit. Yeah, it's starting to out feel, of those archetypes are growing yes. in a little bit now, finally, after yeah. three seasons. I mean, there's still awesome. some there like, like, okay, we get it, Giorgio, you were Empress and you're pissed, but... <laughs> She's my girlfriend. I love her. But <laughs> I, I, I'm very content with Discovery right now. And in season one, I was unhappy. Yeah. In the first half of season two, I was optimistic. In the second half, I was like, meh. Right now, I'm like, okay, I'm reluctantly content. I don't know that I've reached hopeful yet. Yeah. I hope so. Me too. I'm like, I'm enjoying it. I'm actually looking forward to episodes coming out. Yeah. So can I start watching from season three? Probably. You won't know any of the characters. Yeah, that's the only drawbacks you won't under. A couple of them, like Giorgio, her character, because they got so stupid in the first couple seasons, it's important to kind of know her backstory. Michael Burnham, the main character, played by Sasha, whatever her name is, uh, Eh, eh. her character changes so dramatically that I don't think it matters that you don't know her backstory Mm. but you know the fact that you can binge them and just power through them probably makes it worth it because it's probably not as as dramatically bad when you had to wait week to week to get resolution anything Mm -hmm. I might be wrong it might be too much all at once but (laughs) How do you feel, Garrick? Uh, how would you, and this doesn't serve any purpose, but how would you stack up Picard against Discovery at this point? Wait, you mean like one guy against a whole ship? No, no, no. Oh, no. No. oh the, show. the show. Okay, so who's going to win, <laughs> Picard or Discovery? Picard has one shuttlecraft, and his shields are down. Does Picard, can Picard dial a friend? Yes, absolutely. Okay, he dials Q. Q makes, yep. Oh, okay. Oh, gotcha. Okay, ground rules, ground rules. <laughs> Yeah, no, like, how would the series Picard stack up against Discovery Season 3 to this point? I I, I liked Picard mm-hmm. a little bit better. It had obvious pitfalls. Um, yeah. But it was still, overall, I think, a great series. And the characters were a lot better. <laughs> and I, I hate to say it, but you get some credence by the fact that Picard played so much by the rules previously established by Star Trek. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Whereas Discovery seemed hell-bent out of the gates to break all the rules and just go, meh, and thumb their nose, mm-hmm. and now are trying to sort of like make amends for it. Yes. That's what it feels like. Yeah. But I, as much as I really liked Picard, I think Discovery has the chance now to be at least of that ilk. Yes. Yeah. Yes. All right, guys. Cool. What? It's Mike's turn. <laughs> how we just silently nodded <laughs> and it worked it works because of the scally cat <laughs> all right so i'm gonna share two quick ones Hit because it. one of these is sucks and i don't want to spend a time a lot of time 
All right. Strapping kids. So me and me and my wife, we're we're torturing my ourselves right now. Whoa, my wife and I. I told S&M, you, S&M. keep it. Damn oh, it. okay. My wife and I are torturing ourselves. We are one of those that have watched too many Walking Dead episodes. Oh, I knew it. I knew it. I knew it. When you said torturing, I knew it was Walking Dead. (laughs) Have you watched every Walking Dead? Uh, Wait, wait, wait. Did both series or just every Walking Dead that are currently available? I don't don't even know if both series are still going forward. Are they seriously? Yes, there's going to be one more season. Even the original? Yeah. Yes. Okay. What about so, spect- special victims unit? <laughs> okay. We are in. I want to see zombie iced tea. There's a crossover event. We're yes. like, we're like, you know, we, gotta, is we have to there. power through yeah. this. Oh, so know. we're in season ten right now. And Damn, it is fucking torture, dude. Why? <laughs> like, I didn't even wait around for Negan to meet a comeuppance. He was still whipping okay. people with 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 his baseball bat, okay. and I was like, "I'm out." There yeah. is there is a silver lining in these episodes, That's and it's called Negan, a playbook, and it's actually Negan. Well, yeah, Jeffrey Dean Morgan is a goddamn saint. He is. <laughs> And actually, I mean, as much as I hated his character the first time I saw him on I screen. I didn't hate his character. I hated the show. Well, the, the two, around. well, there's two, the first two episodes he were in, or he was in. No, he were, were in fine. He were in, was, <laughs> I don't were, know. were torturous. Yeah, they, 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 they because they, they were rough because they were supposed to be. Right. Yeah. But it, it just, they drug it on way too long. I mean, it was also the whole true. scene with him. And all bashing. the time jumping yeah, around uh, and all the yeah. mystery and so, but I slowly grew to like Negan, and uh, now actually in season ten again, he is the silver lining. He I is can't the only believe thing I cannot believe he's still in it. I cannot believe yeah, Negan I, is still now. Yeah, if I were ever going to go back and slip my wrist to this show, that would be a good reason why. But I'm shocked. Right. right. Well, the whole formula of well, first off, they've gotten rid of pretty much everybody from the original series except for Daryl and Carol. Right. Right. Because so, you can't. Yeah, and also mm-hmm. Scott Gimple. Scott Gimple. He was the showrunner during the when it got bad with the Negan. Oh, gotcha, and, gotcha. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He he was the second showrunner, and and he he got way too big for his bridges. Yeah. Well, so I mean, essentially, all that's left is a bunch of cares, characters nobody cares about, right? Mm-hmm. So when one of those dies, you're like, oh, okay. <laughs> sounds awesome. I, I don't even remember yeah. that guy. Didn't have so. time to earn it. Yeah. <laughs> right. Did yeah, Glenn exactly. ever come back? Yeah, he crawled out from under the dumpster yeah, a no, season and a half no. later <laughs> without his eyeballs. Yeah, yeah. Say, I'm still no. alive. Yeah, yeah, he had an eye patch too. Him and Carl were just high fiving each other. Oh, that would be the. But shit. they missed every time because they have no depth perception. <laughs> now I'm in. Yeah, actually, that would have drawn me back in. Why don't they have me writing this? You know what? The funny thing is, is, is what I'm learning is that the, the I mean, the comic and the TV show has diverged like oh. a lot now. And I mean, almost from the jump. <laughs> well, yeah. yeah, I mean, they always diverged, but but they kept a lot of the same beats. The and themes, rhythms. yeah, right. Where they really went off the 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 rails for me and my wife mm-hmm. is in. I think it was season <laughs> nine when they killed off. Well, spoilers for people. Yeah, guess, seriously, I'm like, I have no idea what you're about to say. I <laughs> I have seen nothing. Not a single blog cares anymore. But go. <laughs> okay, so here's your spoiler warning. But once they killed off Coral. Oh, I didn't it's know about like, that. Okay, so I mean, in the comic, it's Carl's story. Yeah, I mean, like, the, yeah, he's the droids. Uh, yeah, <laughs> at the end of the the comic series, yeah, he's the survivor and he's the one telling the story, basically. Mm-hmm. 
So, but they kill off Carl, and and you're like, I don't even care anymore. Yeah, then I call. I'm done. And then, and then, of course, then they get rid of Maggie and they get rid of uh, um, Andrew Lincoln, and you're like, Well, they had to get wait. Rid of Coral Maggie. went before Rick. Yeah, well, Rick's not dead. Oh, he so just he, left, but he's he not got dead. taken by a helicopter. Yes. He All got- right, don't go any more detail because I will fall asleep. <laughs> <laughs> not There's really, helicopters but, now? but probably we shouldn't spoil every detail. Okay. Yeah. <sighs> okay. Again, spoilers in the comic. Um, there is. Uh, uh, the next step up after the the people that w- walk with the dead, the the bald headed chick. Do you even know what I'm talking no, about? No, he doesn't. I do. <laughs> okay, the alphas or this whatever. is when yes, I, this is when I stopped watching. <laughs> Are those the people that hang out in the junkyard and walk in circles? No, 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 no. no we no. never finished the season. Yeah. So alpha alpha's the new baddie after Negan, right? Oh. <laughs> Okay, so this is why it's getting boring. It's because it's the <laughs> it same is. formula over and over. You've got the governor, and you got Negan, and you got—I mean, it's the same formula. Yeah, and, and you know, honest and to like, God, oh, stop. Honest to God, when the governor was winding down, yeah. you could smell blood in the water. Like we're just going to do yeah, this again. Yeah, pretty much. Way. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, yeah and that's I mean, what you Negan had. You had, the, you had the cannibals on steroids. And yeah, yeah. yeah. No, no, Alpha. They they wear this the. Skin, what they do is or... they wear skins and then they they know how to herd the the walkers. Uh-oh. They they walk among them. Fascinating. <laughs> Yeah, it's really dumb. They now, touched, they touched said, on if, a couple things. If you know things. who Alpha okay. is and you hated Alpha, my wife hated Alpha. Okay. Essentially, and again, spoiler, unless you don't want me to tell you. I but, don't, I'm not, we haven't watched it. Okay. Honest right. to God, so many years. So, essentially, this is the only badass part of this season is this whole time, well, Negan escapes because he's been thrown in jail, right? And he mm-hmm. just sits in jail and rots. But he has escaped, and then he ends up with Alpha and her group and all this stuff, and he ends up getting... Does he get Lucille back? (laughs) (laughs) Mike's grinning at me like I've got something to look forward to. (laughs) 20 years from now, I'm like, this is great classic Nick at Night right here. (laughs) Anyway, he's the one that ends up killing Alpha, uh, is Negan, and uh, it it, it turned out to be um, a secret op between him and Carol. And you're like, what? If anybody's going to be the zo- the post-apocalyptic <laughs> zombie CIA, it's yeah. Carol. Yeah. <laughs> the chick who in the first season was just like the PTSD yeah. beaten wife right. is now the badass of the future. Right. Got it. Nailed it perfect right. every time. Well, Carol was all hyper because they killed off one of her kids. And uh, Wait. Does she run a post-apocalyptic orphanage? <sighs> well, she, she hooks up with Ezekiel, if you guys know who Ezekiel yes, is. Yes, yes, pet have, tiger. And basically, she has adopted children. And, oh, okay. And they, Alpha kills off one of her kids. Ezekiel was unforgivably over-the-top and yet still cool to root for. When yeah. I Back when I was right. watching. Right. Okay. Yeah. They killed him off in the comic at the appropriate time well, in, the, in the show. The they, show, they milked it for all it was worth. Yeah. And the, he's got gray dreadlocks. We can't kill the him. The funny thing is, is they didn't kill him when they were supposed to yeah. in the show. But now they've given him cancer. You know, and I'm just like, they're going to kill him anyway. It's like, but uh, slow, slower. Uh, but slow and more dragged out. Yeah. You know what? Honestly, even as far back as like season three, it was so funny when the show would depart from the comics and you felt like they really didn't have a backup plan. Yeah. It was so clear. Right. You're like, this felt like that should have, something should have happened right here. And now we're just limping to the barn. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> 
I guess. It, God, I loved that show so much. <laughs> Damn it. It was good. It was good for a long time, but I just, you know, I can't wait. They're just out of ideas. I can't wait to just get as inebriated as I am now and just binge this stuff until my liver fails. <laughs> I can't tell if I'm proud or embarrassed for you that you stuck through <laughs> Forget everything else I said, what Garrick said. <laughs> okay, so I'm suffering through that torture. So to, to alleviate some of that torture, I've went back and I'm, I've started playing a video game that I enjoy. I've uh, whipped out my, now that I have my basement careful, set up. Careful, careful. I've got my 82-inch Oh, careful. TV, oh, okay. And I've got my uh, theater system all set up and my I can't wait sound. to come over and see your basement it's once awesome. the governor yeah, allows invited, us. You said we're going to Hey, 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 hey. Trying, the man. governor said, please don't. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> not right now. Not, just, just wait till just, the vaccine just, comes Just up. hold out. Just hold out, please. <laughs> please. I'm not going to say no, but please. I whipped out my original Assassin's Whoa. Creed. And start Dude. playing some Assassin's Creed, man. OG AC. Just, OG. Just today. Altair. Actually, I think it was just yesterday, and I was thinking about it today. Like, I've been getting the Assassin's Creed itch. I've been thinking about Not picking up. Not the new up. stuff. Well, I, I, fell off, I fell off at some point, but. I did too, and Assassin's Creed 3 is Donkey Ball's Unity, also <laughs> of the Donkey Ball variety. Now they're up to Vikings. Yeah, they, they I, went Valhalla, back to the start, and now they're up to Vikings. Valhalla has been really piquing my interest, and I'm thinking about going back to the Origins because I heard Origins, although it was not, it wasn't historical. It was you know history mythology esque. Yeah. I'm thinking I heard it was a really good game. Okay, so I've been I've honestly the last 48 hours been really been feeling the AC itch. Yeah. yeah. And I'm, partially uh, probably because all the new consoles are launching, so everybody's talking yeah, about all sure, that stuff. Yeah, sure, sure. But yeah, I just wanted to see what it looked like on my big ass TV and <laughs> the OG Assassin's yeah. Creed. Yeah, the OG. Like not even Brotherhood. You're like no, straight no, no. up. Yeah, you're out, you're at like the Temple one. Mound. Yep. You're like hanging out on Golgotha. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Wow. So, yeah, it's uh, it's fun. It's neat and uh, it's a good game. Uh, the concept was so cool. I just yes. remember being totally. Totally uh, submerged in this, and I, you know, guys know me. I'm not. I, I say this all the time. I'm not the video game guy that you guys are, but mm-hmm. I. <laughs> that's all right. My grandpa's not either. <laughs> oh, gotcha! Whole burn. Nailed it. No, but you that, like that was one too. game. I mean, just the mythology around it. I mean, it was so original and fun, and and everything. It just has gone on too long. The funny it's just thing gone is, the first long. game I remember when it came out, and I was very much into gaming podcasts at the time. And it was very divisive because there were a lot of people like, oh, it's an amazing game, but like the ending is screwy. And I'm like, God, nowadays that ending is tame by comparison. (laughs) But not only that, they were still figuring out the the physical mechanics of the game and what works well and what doesn't. Sure. But I knew that. I mean, Assassin's Creed 2 is out when I played the first one. And I was like. What the hell is everybody complaining about? Yeah, chasing these little like flying flags around and stuff like that is yeah. is obnoxious. But this game is so meaty and good. Yeah, and right. then two and Brotherhood blew my damn mind. Right. Um, I didn't play the fourth one. I just never got around to it. But like, yeah, three. I played up to Con- till Connor. Is that three? Connor was three, okay. and that game yeah. is shit. Yeah, I I never got here. Run that. along the trees. You can't even damn yeah. see rendering. Uh, and then Rough. Unity was just overloaded with too much bullcrap. That was Unity's problem. There's just too much bullcrap. It was hard to see the through line. Yeah. But yeah, uh, Assassin. What's the pirate one? Damn it. Black, Black flag. Black flag. Yeah. yeah. That Someone. is Not the, the shit 
If you haven't played Black Flag, no. Oh I my gosh! Up. I gave up. There's these through. ship battles where you're literally like, "Hey, boys, a Boschi," and they're bringing about, and you're firing cannons and stuff like that. Plus, all these Caribbean islands jump around. Like, yeah. even without like you know, the, without the huge uh, old European buildings, right? It works so well. I mean, you chase these memories around to collect sea shanties that your crew will sing while you're boating. God damn it, Mike! What more can you want from a game? <laughs> Black Flag is old as hell. Um, several years ago, friend of the show. Uh, Chris told me, oh, dude, you need to play it. Oh, no, you need to play Black Flag. I'm like, I'm so far away from it now. Three was so bad. He's like, no, you need to play it. And at that point, it was already several years old. And yeah. I went and I played it on my PC. And I was like, holy damn. Yeah. Like, there's mini games. There's missions. Like, I'm going to send parts of my fleet off. You go fight each other. And it simulates the battle. And it's over. You don't do anything. And that's somehow fun. I don't huh. understand. It's like playing a phone game. Right. <laughs> But yes, Black Flag. Okay. That if you haven't played any past three, just yeah. jump to Black Flag. Hmm. Different, you know, different dude. Right. Uh the story at that point with whatever the hell's going on the in the modern world. Right. I don't even understand. I, I was it. gonna say I gave up after I got to three. Because, because three like, literally what? suddenly James Woods is your dad. Yeah. And I don't understand what the hell's happening and yeah. what happened to Eden the Apple and all right. that crap. Yes. And right. four they is just escaped, and I'm like, okay, yeah. What's you get the black now? flag, and it's just like we're infiltrating the company that controls all this, and they're pretending to be a game development company. It gets very <laughs> meta, and you're just like, whatever the hell, I won't be a pirate. And they're like, okay, go kill people. <laughs> Play Black Flag. Right. I don't care when that game's 20 years old; it'll still be a good game. Right. Yeah, all Black right. Flag, definitely. Assassins, cre- ass, yeah, assassins, Creed. Assassin. it has the word ass in it twice, <laughs> two times, twice, <laughs> double ass, gentlemen. Double it's ass. time for some news. What we got the news? Well, boys, yeah, Disney in the news this week, really, yeah, again. The uh, latest incarnation of their live action treatments. Is on the docket or on live? In, oh, in they're they're in, remakes. In what? Yeah, they're remakes. Oh, yeah, they're are, doing more remakes. Yeah, they're doing more remakes. Oh, they finding that to be a valid revenue stream? Are they? <laughs> After Lady and the Tramp did dog shit. You know what? I what it, I don't. I mean, okay. So what are they remaking now? Even, Mike? Well, before I even get there, the rescuers. Let me ask you this. <laughs> they use no, real mice. I mean, no, no, is no. there is there any remake? I, I did hear the podcast where you said Mulan was the shizzle. I still haven't Other tried than Mulan. Careful. He said it was better than he expected. And I said it was the best one that they've done. Okay. Also, which I, isn't saying much. I That's remember I responded <laughs> hopefully and yeah. watched a few clips and decided probably not. <laughs> but also, I'm not someone who enjoyed Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. Yeah, okay. and if I didn't enjoy that, I I'm never prop. actually watched. Okay, that. so the, oh, really of yeah. of probably the, like it of yeah, the live action remakes that have happened to date. Is there any one of them that stands out to you like that is a Disney classic that I will return to? Uh, <laughs> that's too much. I would say remakes? if there's if there's oh. any that surpass the original in quality, yeah, oh. I would say that um, Cinderella was done. Cinderella, I thought was an original well. approach. Hey guys, I'm drunk. What's the Mowgli one? Uh, Jungle, Jungle Book. Book. I feel like Jungle Book. I enjoy a little See, better. See now, than that's the that's I like interesting yeah, because I, yeah. I think most people would say that the Jungle Book movie wasn't that great. But. Yeah, I didn't. 
Oh, you mean the original? Well, the cartoon I've not wasn't seen, no, that no, no, great. No. no, the new one. I don't. I didn't like the cartoon very much ever. No, I also didn't see it until I was probably like eighteen. Not the new, new one. The old new one. Wait. One with Scarlett Johansson. Oh yeah, no, no d- only the Disney ones. Because <laughs> the other one was not Disney. Oh um, yeah, there's vers- There's a hundred versions. Yeah, of yeah, yeah. Well, so. yeah. I, I don't know. No, it's I'm just talking about domain or something. I'm just talking about Disney remaking a yeah, live no, action the version Disney of their remake. Original. I would almost. I would rather watch a Disney live action. The one with book Christopher the- Walken. As uh, exactly as the, the as, monkey guy, yeah, what's his name? King nice. whatever, King name Louis, is. King Louis. Although uh, <laughs> although although we, I prefer Louis Prima to Christopher Walken. I think I prefer the live action movie to the. How end. can you prefer anybody, over dude? Christopher don't Walken? get me wrong. Yeah, I, I agree. I How, love that's a good Christopher question. Walken, but. He's the best. I'm a the but giant, Louis Prima, dude. Just a gigolo and everyone. At, oh, come on, Louis Prima, dude. I don't know why I just welcome. did Louis uh, Armstrong while trying to. <laughs> I, know, I don't know why either. Yeah, all right. But Louis Prima was Prima. You had me at Louis. Okay. <laughs> See, I would agree. I just, I mean, obviously they're making money at this because they keep doing it. Mm, but I, yeah, mm, they, I mean these are not these are not like good instant classics to <laughs> How me. These does a company like Disney know that they're actually making money from something? <laughs> <laughs> I've had that same thought because I've had the same thought. Like, how do they even calculate this? Are they just watching their bank account get larger and go, yeah. must be working? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, the like, accountants say we're paying our bills. So, like, hey, how'd that movie do? I don't know. We bought three more countries. All right, print it. <laughs> Okay, so the latest incarnation, Lilo and Stitch is going to get a live oh action treat. Oh, why? <laughs> <laughs> That's going to be terrible. <laughs> if there was a jumping of the shark moment for Disney. <laughs> the main character is an alien. <laughs> I think we broke Corey. <laughs> But it was, it's, it's. I thought the rescuers was funny, but <laughs> reality is, is oh. so much better. <laughs> I can't wait to see all the terrible CGI aliens. Oh uh, my God. That's going to be incredible. <laughs> I know I'm, I'm probably too old, but Lilo and Stitch has never done a damn thing okay. for me. Now I My have kids to admit, don't watch that over and over. Actually, again. really, no, actually, my kid has no interest in it. No, I'm saying they don't. Oh, okay. They've I'm going to say. I love Lilo and Stitch. Really, I couldn't tell you the plot, other it's, than it's little. It's the plot of ET. Right? Little kid meets yes. alien, hides alien, things happen. <laughs> yes. Right, but in Hawaii, ET. yes, that that's true. It's not an ET original. Was surfing, but it was it was he was surfing. Thank you. It, and it Elvis actually has traditionally been looked upon by Disney, which is I, why I don't understand they're doing the live action as kind of the stepchild. Of Disney movies, yeah, because it was like an outside filmmaker, and it it's, was a weird. It story. seemed like the closest thing to a cult classic yes. as the Disney animated features. Correct, absolutely. It had a, a niche had following, really, a, a hardcore niche following. Yes, and uh, I like it. My daughter likes it. We've, I mean, it's just it's it's funny. I, it's very cute. Um, I like the cartoon, but it is very very stylized. Oh yeah, and I don't know how this translates translates in any way to a live action version yeah. in um, any way <laughs> i would rather see i would rather see uh the black cauldron 
Do you know what's going to happen here, though? Like, and I don't even like the black cauldron. Oh, really? I know it's going to happen. Do you remember the Sonic, the Hedgehog? Where is my Little debacle? Mermaid? Where's my Little Mermaid live action? Yeah, I mean, right. Lilo and Stitch. Oh, that's my God. still in development, but oh wait, no, no, <laughs> no. Seriously, like, like Sonic the Hedgehog, though. Remember all the growing pains they had to go through because they screwed up the original version. That is a, exactly what's going to happen here. Hold with, up, with Stitch. Hold no. up. Hold They're going to have Andy Circus mocap <laughs> stitch. <laughs> <laughs> you can do the stitch for <laughs> <laughs> No, honest. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. What more needs to be said? Yeah. I, I really want to start talking about Coen no, Brothers shit. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm don't coward. worry. Coen I'm wrapping here soon. Kid. But, yeah, I... I don't get. I mean, again, they have to feel like they're going to make money on this stuff. I I don't I don't understand <sighs> why not. If you're gonna why not remake some of the old live action stuff? Like why not give me a new bed knobs and broomsticks? Ooh, not that I want one, but I love that good movie. One. Yeah, right. And as much as I love that movie, it is very much a product of its time, and I think redoing it. In the same time frame, that post World War era, era you know what I mean? That uh, is between it's post World War One, right? Yeah, post or, or mid World War One, or is it World War? II? I think it's World War One. I. I don't remember World War Two. Who cares? I'm drunk. That would work really well if they tried to update it or modernize it in any way. It would be trash. But it is so ripe to be redone just because. It's such a unique story, and it is old and lo-fi. But yet they seem so hell-bent on doing live-action versions of their animation. And I don't I don't understand why it can't be one or the other. I mean, I know, like... Why don't they just come up with an original idea? Well, there's also that. Is that hard? Chitty Chitty Bang Bang is not a Disney movie. It's not Buena Vista, but I would kill... Actually, I don't think you could beat Chitty Chitty Bang Bang because Dick Van Dyke cannot be replaced. But... I feel like they've got so many things that they could, if they want to just redo old stuff, I feel like they've got such a wide they breadth of They want the sure things. thing. And this is this is what yeah. tells me that Disney's way too big, man. Because all they want is the sure thing now. Yeah. I mean, that's why we get the pre, uh, the sequel trilogy that we got with Star Wars, right? I mean... That was a sure thing. I mean, well... It wait, made, wait, wait. I have a button for that. made money. I mean, it made money for them. And, the first and, one did. Still, yeah. Well, the other two made money too, just not. The what they second expected. one made money. It just ruined all the rest of the money that could be made. Yeah, yeah. it's. I don't know. I just. I agree. I agree with Garrick. Where's the original content? Anim- all right, name a stuff? name a Disney animated movie you'd rather see a live action of than Lilo and Stitch. That hasn't already been done. Uh, I gotta um, think of some Fox and the Hound. That's a f- <laughs> that's Ooh, the thing. Yeah, there you go. Fox and I, the funny thing was, I immediately thought Robin Hood, but I'm like, wait, wait, wait. There's all kinds of problems with that because <laughs> it was you know anthropomorphic animals. Yeah, I know. That's what I, they, have they done I Pinocchio one yet? What's that? Have they done Pinocchio yet? Well, Pinocchio other studios have, Actually, and they've said yeah, yeah, they have. They yeah, because Pinocchio is um, public domain type of Bambi. fairy tale. Bambi, again, anthropomorphic <laughs> animals. It's well, like, well, yeah. I mean, then again, that's mostly, that's Lion King. Yeah. So why not? Actually, I, th- I think Bambi is pretty tame and boring by modern standards. 
So if you're going to do CG anthropomorphic animals, I'm going right back the to Robin Hood. The Sword of the Stone. Sword of the Stone. Oh, that'd be perfect. Mm-hmm. I'd watch that actually, does seem like that would be a the good problem choice. is yeah. uh, we're getting into the older stuff that predates even our generation. Yeah, we got exposed to it, but it that's wasn't perfect though. It'll yeah. seem like new stuff. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> seriously, that's what they're afraid that's of. Probably a good point. Yeah, you're right. They, they don't want. They, they don't want, want to be new. Prop- they want it. They, they want, want it to be new to your kids and yes. familiar to, to you. you. So that and you'll. Take I would them, venture yes. to say, honest God, I'm going to go out on a limb and say more than half of our generation has. Pocahontas. In this country, has never seen Bambi, has never seen Sword and Stone, has never seen Black Cauldron. I've never seen Bambi. I've seen Bambi. I've never seen Sword and Stone. I've never seen Sword and Stone. Oh, Sword and Stone is but the best. Twitter Peyton. <laughs> got the. Marvelous I've seen Madden the Rescuers in. Down Under. Does that count? I have seen that. <laughs> oh yeah, they should. Uh, they should redo Oliver and Company. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Make your make Billy your, Joel's still alive, right? Yeah, dude. Billy Joel's Come still back, kicking. Why don't they? Why don't they do don't Monster Inc? Well, okay. <laughs> you know what? What about more realistic CG Pixar? I don't think there's a point. I, I was willing to put Toy my foot story. in the door, and then I slammed you it. You don't want. You don't want to do live action Toy Story. <laughs> it's it's called Toy Story, but with modern graphics. What about Finding Nemo? <laughs> But with real looking fish, real ugly ass looking fish. <laughs> the Incredibles. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Craig T. Nelson's still up and about. Let's put him in a muscle suit. There you go. <laughs> oh, my God. It's time for the pork. <laughs> Cars. Oh, my God. <laughs> Finally. An idea bunch, worth chatting about. It's just two and a half hours of the Indy 500 or an, uh, some kind of NASCAR event. Blades. I don't know if y'all know this, but the opening song of the old brother were out that movie called Poe Lazarus. The actual recording heard in the film was recorded in 1959 by an actual chain gang singing a song. And just to be sure, everything was on the up and up. The Coen brothers hunted down one of the members of that original chain gang and paid him $20,000 for the use of the song <laughs> in the film. Wow. Dang. They found a chain gang, guys. Think about that. You served on a work farm in the 50s and yeah. just got a $20,000 check because someone Why said, not? we like that song. Yeah. I also want to nice. know under what conditions was that song recorded in 1959? Like, did someone just wander out onto a row with a microphone? Like, no, just keep going. Just keep going. Or did they pull the whole changing into the studio? Shuffle, 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 jingle, jingle, jingle. Ching, chung, ching, ching. Yeah. What if and to sing into his can? Hey, we live in the information age. I bet it's out there. We's mass communicating. <laughs> My brothers. We are brothers. Ah, brothers. We're here to talk. I'm not going to stop quoting this film in everything that I say. Oh, right I now. can't wait. Here we That's go. That's right. Uh, it's time to talk about, oh, brother, where the hell art thou? Up here in this shiz. This gentleman is one of the greatest cinematic masterpieces of all, <laughs> all time. time. Wow. And time. I had no damned idea what it was. Walking into the theater. You saw it in theaters? That's right. Garrick. You, you made me watch it. I sh- you oh, sure yeah, shit. I, I made Howie watch it too. <laughs> yep. And I made Howie's ex-wife watch it with me in the room because I knew she wouldn't like it as much unless she heard me giggling at it. 
<laughs> I, uh, we, Garrick and I were on a ghost hunting spring break trip like college kids usually do. Weird. And it was like 40 damn degrees and raining that night, and all we had was a tent. <laughs> and we're like, we're getting ready to strangle each other because we are so cold and wet and just sick of our circumstances. Because here's the thing. We hadn't seen any ghosts yet, and that was disappointing. <laughs> Some weird stuff happened. But we are uh, we wanted to go wait, somewhere. Wait. Weird. Mostly gay stuff. We wanted to go somewhere warm. Weird. And so we decided a theater was uh, like, let's just, it's dark and cold. Let's just go see a movie. And as I recall, we were going up and we were just going to see whatever was starting, right? I think so. Yeah. And, and I, as I recall, uh, like we, I'd heard the song, uh, a man of constant sorrow on, uh, on TV, <clears throat> but I recall wet our buddy Wes going, I think this is like a weird take on the odyssey. <laughs> and I went really on the Odyssey on Homer's Odyssey. I was like, all right, let's, I like I've seen I've heard this folky song. I want to see what this is about. And we went in to see it just because literally, I mean, we were in a small town in the middle of Southern Illinois, and it was the only thing starting. You know, it was like a two cinema, a two theater little town. And we went in, and we watched it, and oh my gosh, us four soggy cold ass some bitches walked out of there <laughs> so goddamn happy. Did you would one say that you maybe had soggy bottoms? Dude, the soggiest. Yep. <laughs> if they oh, weren't yeah. soggy going in, they were soggy coming out. <laughs> I love this movie desperately, fiercely, absolutely ridiculously. One of George Clooney's best. Amen performances oh, Amen. You, don't, you don't like his political masterpieces <laughs> sorry wait which one is that <laughs> narrow that down for i don't me. know whatever he's done last facts of life no you're right i like the facts of life a lot <laughs> but he was this... pretty pretty good in uh oh, hail caesar hail, yeah he was, he was. Oh, yeah. it was a much smaller role because nobody had a huge role except for josh brolin in that movie but yes he was really good yeah. at but that. this Amen. cast you're right. george clooney john Turturro. Turturro. Uh, well, Tim Blake Nelson. Yep. Mm-hmm. John Goodman. Yep. Holly Hunter. Yep. Oh, yeah. She's hilarious. Chris Thomas King. Yep. Mm-hmm. Charles Durning. Yep. Charles Durning. Summer Rain. Dale. I don't know. I don't know who that is. Pen- <laughs> Pente- is Charles Durning. He's the uh, Papio Daniel. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Thank God your mama died giving childbirth. If she'd seen you, she'd have died of shame. But yeah, that's, uh, I mean, there's a lot more other people. Out Isn't there, it but... interesting how Charles Durning was only in two Coen Brothers movies and right? they were the best ones? Yep. Coincidence? The, one, the two that we've covered now or that we're in the process. Yeah, the, the Hudsucker Proxy and this one. Yep. yep. And he, he was in the it. Muppet movie. Hi, I'm Doc Hopper. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Frog Steven legs, Root. frog oh, legs, Steven frog Root's legs so abound. <laughs> Stephen Root as the blind. Uh, Stephen, <sighs> I was a sucker for Stephen Root. I came to into news radio late, but uh, you know, friend of the podcast, uh, Ian, like made me realize that Stephen Root is one of those like sleeper geniuses. Yeah, he's oh great. yeah, he's great. And every time he pops up, he's gonna steal the damn show. He usually does. He's yeah. like the second blind guy in this movie. 
The first one is the blind seer from the Odyssey, who's the guy pumping the the railroad yeah. cart down the track. Oh, yeah, you right. will see great things, you yeah. know. <laughs> you will find a treasure, though it will not be the treasure you seek, you know. Uh, oh, God. Like, oh, this movie. Yeah, okay. Let's back it up. He's in Barry. That's so true. So the film opens. That's true. He is in Barry. Mm-hmm. It is, this is the story, this, this story is the Odyssey. I feel like now, apocryphally, I remember reading that the Coen brothers wrote this movie, the first draft of this entire movie in a single night with a, with a, with a, 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 a cocaine, cocaine. A friend. Cocaine. A friend. I was just saying, a co-worker. for a week. (laughs) I don't remember who gets all the writing credits, but. They wrote it with a friend in a single night, and I feel wow. like what the, what happened was they got really drunk, and someone tried to say the word Greek mythology and accidentally said Southern mythology. Oh yeah! And then, oh brother, we're out there. We're out there. Was born. This movie is Homer's The Odyssey. If instead of Greek mythology, it was Southern mythology, that is the movie in an in the most condensed pitch you could possibly give it. Like, what if we just genre swap the mythology mm-hmm. and the resulting genius blows my mind. <laughs> so, yeah. 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 You start off with these guys wanting to bust off the, off the work farm, off the chain gang because they're seeking a treasure. Mm-hmm. And I mean, you can literally, <laughs> if you want to, you can dissect it down scene for scene. I mean, for example, the one that stands out, John Goodman has an eye patch and he's very large. The camera, <laughs> the camera always treats like shoots him as if he's huge, he's gigantic, towering, yeah. he's gigantic <laughs> towering over them. And that's because he is the Cyclops mm-hmm. from the Odyssey. Okay. And all when they defeat the Cyclops in the Odyssey, it is within his labyrinth and they stab him through the eye. When they defeat John Goodman, the labyrinth is a moving labyrinth of KKK people <laughs> who are moving around and shifting around. And they basically, he ends up being defeated by them throwing a Confederate flag through the, with a sharpened stake through the air. And he, and it's going right toward his one good eye and he catches it as like a, as a, as a, like you thought this was going to happen, but then it didn't. And then they just cut the cable holding up the burning cross and it falls on him. <laughs> I mean, the movie's hilarious and dark and genius. Oh, my gosh. It really, it is the Odyssey. I mean, you can strike it down to when when Odysseus goes into Hades to rescue his dead crew member. It's it's Everett and Delmer going into the farm to rescue Pete from the farm. I mean, it's the almost scene for scene the odyssey so i if if they wrote it in one night it's because someone accidentally said the wrong thing and someone went that'd be hilarious and they just start furiously writing (laughs) (laughs) this movie is one of the most quotable movies of all time oh yeah hands down yeah yeah you if you've ever listened to this podcast before (laughs) <laughs> You've heard You've a lot heard of them. Heard a lot. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's our mistake then. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> yes. I. Th- the funny thing was, we walked out of the movie so happy. We went back to our tent. It's cold and raining. And we all slept like four hours because it got down to freezing. And we woke up. And I remember trying to get the fire rekindled at like four in the goddamn morning. And as soon as like, yeah, I think Garrick was the first one out. And then Brian came out. And we're like cold and miserable and sore, but yet the only things we were saying 
were quotes from the movie the night before out here in the middle of nowhere and giggling maniacally the whole time. Oh my gosh. Should we, should we, yeah. what's, what's Garrick, how would you define the overall story of the film? <laughs> well, you kind of just described it, but it's basically a, a kind of an adventure. Yes. But they, they, it's, during i think the depression right in the south yeah the dust bowl they're, depression era i think it, like, the myth. it sounds like at one point it sounds like maybe 19th I, I was listening the other night and i think it was like 37 or 38 at one point somebody says something that feels like you can almost pinpoint the date yeah yeah so the, it's it's in the deep south which i think mississippi right mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. i think it's state so uh it's just kind of just uh, you're they're going through all this like old rundown stuff, but also the you, you get a good slice of um, what America was kind of like back then, you know? Yeah. Um, uh, but they it's just like some dude bros going on an adventure and they hit a lot of roadblocks and a lot of bad stuff happens, but they end up getting through it. And I mean, it might be might as well be a role playing campaign. It is. It's one like, yeah, one little mini micro it's, adventure after another. It's like they, the, um, you know, they record, they, they're trying to get money. So they record an album and it's just like, just odd things happen to them along the way. Like they record this album and it ends up being like out, you know, selling out everywhere it goes. Cause they, they love the con- man of constant sorrow. But song. they have no idea. Cause they're just they running no from idea. the law. Like they're, <laughs> the whole state's going apy. It's trying to running, figure out who like, recorded this album and they're just running from the law. Yeah. It's like this running gag where. They're talking about selling out, but they're like hiding under uh, awnings of buildings because it's raining and they have nowhere to stay. And <laughs> yeah, like have any putting money a couple dollars do. down and stealing <laughs> pies off windowsills. <laughs> they're stealing cars and helping uh, people rob banks just to get by. Yep. I mean, <laughs> yeah. it, all the Greek mythology stuff, like I said, from the Cyclops to the Sirens. Mm-hmm. You know, they have a whole scene the with the sirens. sirens. Go to, yeah, them sirens done loved them up and turned them into a horned toad. <laughs> like, oh my gosh, go to sleep, you little... B- and, oh, the use of yeah. music yeah. in this movie. Gor- not, yeah, gorgeous. Yeah. Oh my goodness. The soundtrack was... Um, probably almost outsold the movie. I would say the soundtrack gave a resurgence to folk oh. music. Oh, yeah. To say Absolutely. the least. I yeah. mean, I remember that bluegrass. year... When that came out, and yeah, all the bluegrass—I mean, it was winning awards and stuff. Oh I yeah, mean, I mean, I was actually mentioned HDNet last week when right. you were talking about online concerts. I remember right. watching concerts. One yeah. of the concerts I watched three or four times on HDNet was Allison Krauss and the Soggy Bottom Boys. It was the band that actually recorded, recorded the Man of Constaro, yeah. and they performed a lot of the songs from yeah. the soundtrack and a bunch of other stuff. And it was amazing. Yeah. I remember that. Concert. Would it, would I they have that. even been on the map? Yeah. No. And no. that level it's, without it's this cra- movie. It's crazy. The budget for this movie was $26 million. Oh my that's, gosh. N- that's nothing. That is this, nothing. It, Especially. It obviously made its money back in the, in ticket sales, but the soundtrack sold alone. over 8 million copies. Wow. Yes. We went out and bought it. We went out and bought it as soon as we could. I have bought this soundtrack on an actual CD twice because I wore one out. (laughs) It was scratched up from overuse. Um, Also, but another thing, I mean, with that budget to take into consideration is this was one of the first almost completely digitally altered films because 
um, almost every shot in the film has been digitally recolorized. And there's a lot of CG actually in the movie, more than you would think. Um, because what they wanted to do is they wanted to amplify the 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 dry, desolate dust bowl right. idea of the depression. And so they would shoot these scenes that were lush, green, beautiful scenes and then turn them dry yellow. Yeah, right. I was going to say it's very. Yeah. Very sepia almost. Yes. But but yes. not. I mean, it was still color, but I Yeah, mean, it's it's colorful, it, right. but it's it's a limited palette. It was saturated, yeah. but it had the yeah, right. It had that grime kind of feel. To yeah. It. And 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 it and and as a result, it's art artistically actually and I don't, again, I don't mean to sound snobbish, it's a beautiful, beautiful image artistically. Yeah. Because it's so intentional. Yeah. Like not a single shot in this film was like, ah, good enough. Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. True. I mean, yeah. all the way from like Garrick mentioning them standing trying to stand under a window awning to stay out of the wane out mm -hmm. wane? Out of the out rain, rain. <laughs> with hunting Webbeth. Um to like, you know, the shots of like when babyface George Nelson is there and they're looking off the distance at the G Men coming in the cars, like it is all so the cinematography is purposeful. Like, yeah. did someone draw up every frame of this movie? Yeah. Was it all storyboarded? No, yeah. When it they is. steal that pie off that window ledge. Oh, you, yeah. That's the, a perfectly framed shot. Like, it, you're looking out of the window. It looks like the Windows 7 default background. Like, the perfect <laughs> hills and sunlight yeah. in the background. Yeah. It's amazing. And you no. just see him running off into the distance. And it's like, you can almost feel the breeze of the, like... Like mild summer air coming in through. It's that idyllic, yeah. down to all the way down to like the late at night sitting around the campfire and going, you know, Delmer, what are you gonna do with your share of the money? Well, you know, I'm gonna go back, lay down my, you know, money on the barrelhead and buy back the family farm. Uh, Delmer is sitting there on the screen, and they're around a they're around a campfire in the middle of the night. I would say less than twenty percent of the screen is not black, mm -hmm. because you're only seeing a portion of his face lit up and it's in the, it's in the minority screen. The rest of the screen's black, but your mind is filling it in because they so intentionally built it that way. There's not a single shot in this movie that couldn't be framed and hung on a wall. Not one. Yeah. Yeah. You're probably it's a beautiful right. Movie. It's gorgeous, gorgeous film. And it's damned hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's so pretty good. funny. Oh, I mean, Almost from the opening scene, right when they're when they're escaping. Yeah, they're oh. running and then looking back at the guards yeah, and I mean, diving into the into the tobacco. Yes, yeah, yes, That's and great. then getting up and running and then diving back down. And meanwhile, you're hearing one evening when the jungle fire was burning. You're hearing the the Big Rock Candy Mountains play. Right. You know, after seeing this this actual quote from the Odyssey up on screen, as if it were like a silent yes, film. Right. And it's just like, what the hell did I just sign up for? <laughs> you know? But, I, but of course, they're chained it, together, right? It, yeah, they're chained so they together. To and it seals the deal when they're running up alongside the train coming down the tracks. Yes! And Everett climbs up in there. And there, and he stands there as if he's giving a podium speech to this, like, four or five, like, uh, hobos that are just hitching right on this freight train. He goes, by any chance, were any of you boys be smithies? Or if not smithies, otherwise trained in the metallurgical arts? <laughs> right. And these guys don't bat an eyelash. They're just staring at him like, right. what the hell yeah. are you? And Delmer gets on. And Delmer's and then... running. He's climbing up. And then 
Pete falls, <laughs> Delmer falls, <laughs> yeah. and George Clooney, the leading man of beautifulness, <laughs> right, like, almost whoop. face plants onto the ground and just gets dragged off like a Bugs Bunny cartoon, and you go, oh, <laughs> it's going to be this kind of movie. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and that's the part that sold my daughter. She starts cackling maniacally because she's like, oh, this is for me. You know, even though it's, sure. it's, it's so much more than that. But she now knows, oh, this isn't going to be a boring, drawn-out thing I don't understand. This right. is funny. You're right. And it and it never stops. No, it really doesn't. Because what? Then they go to Pete's well, cousin's yeah. house. Who let, no, they get him. Who elected you out of the, elected you leader this outfit? <laughs> right. Well, maybe we should put it to vote. That's fine. I'm a voting for you truly. <laughs> well, I'm a voting for you truly, too. And they both look Delmer. at Delmer and Delmer. Goes, well, I'm with you, I'm boys. with you, fellers. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> good stuff it's it's like it's every corny old southern joke and yeah. every southern mythology the trains the guy pumping the train thing yeah. the cousin who's like who the bank's foreclosing on him the bank robber that everybody looked up to because he's stealing from the man who's foreclosing on all their farms and stuff like that it's got the, it's got the guy meeting the devil at the crossroads the, yes dude selling his soul yeah, to the Ro devil at the crossroads Robert Johnson yeah yeah, yes, man. exactly. Well, he done taught me here to play this gear guitar real good. <laughs> <laughs> what the devil give me soul, Tommy? Oh man, that was good. Oh. The the baptism, the southern everybody going down to the the baptism is my favorite down scene. Down yeah. So river. I'm gonna tell you what. Okay, I'm gonna so tell you what. I'm gonna tell you what. Ian, you know, uh, old friend of the show, old friend of the show, Ian, one of one of my best men in my in my wedding. Uh, I was at his wedding, and I was his best man. And we're at the uh, we're story. at the reception, <laughs> and his sister, who I had never really had more than five words with, wanders up to me, and she's got chicken satay on a stick, and she walks up to me just at random, like on the dance floor, and goes, "Go forever it." <laughs> and I turned to her, and I blew her mind. I went, "Well, Delmer, think." Only third of Gopher only aroused my appetite without bending her back down. <laughs> and she goes, oh, my God. And wanders off because she didn't expect anybody to actually know what the hell she was talking about. Nice. But, like, I immediately knew because that scene, that baptism yeah. scene, it's like, oh, you can have the whole thing. <laughs> Me and Pete stumbled across a whole Gopher village. <laughs> what the hell movie does that make sense in? I've already had three. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Gopher. A whole Gopher village. <laughs> it only makes sense in this movie. Because it's so good, and they're watching all these I Baptists. Love, yes, I love that they're on the banks, and, and, and Everett's getting ready. To, he's just getting ready to... You know, crack on these people. And yeah. Just, oh, look at these idiots. And, and Delmer just and Delmer just runs, runs out into that water, gets himself done Cuts while the they're singing down. I've been done redeemed. Yeah. The preacher said my sins done been washed away. Come on in, fellers. The water is fine. <laughs> and Pete shoving his hat in Everett's hands and wandering in. Oh my God, the timing. John Taturo. Yeah. No, okay. Oh, Tim nothing not, a, not nobody can ever say enough about Tim Blake Nelson's Delmer. I've never <laughs> seen Tim Blake Nelson in anything else that I loved as much as him sure. as Delmer. Yeah. But right. John Turturro. Oh, you didn't like him in The Incredible Hulk? Come I on. did, but that movie was <laughs> man. But John Turturro 
yeah. is like the god of character actors. <laughs> that was that was a stuff, great. man. Like <laughs> I how he plays Pete <laughs> angry out of control all the way to the point when the sirens he hears the sirens and he screams and you're like what the hell is Dude, even his, happening his scene with the biting on his fist <laughs> he's biting his knuckles I mean you can just see pure lust in his face man is he pull over <laughs> pull over <laughs> I seen him first <laughs> oh my god so yeah the adventure is that they broke off the chain gang to seek out a treasure. A treasure that it's like a, a million they... point two <laughs> buried somewhere in 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 a in a valley where it's going to be dammed over and it's going to fill with water. So they got to get there before it's dammed over. <laughs> but eventually, and I don't want to. I know a lot of people haven't seen this movie, so I don't want to spoil it too much. But eventually, you find out. Actually, you find out right at the beginning from the blind seer up on the on the railroad car though it will not be the treasure that you seek right they find out that maybe there's something amiss this this treasure is <laughs> not what they think it's going to be and that everett's got you know he's actually trying to get back to helena of troy or whatever the hell ever right. <laughs> in this case holly hunter <laughs> his wife yeah <laughs> yeah his wife he's the suitors <laughs> he's a suitor you ain't bona fide. <laughs> I mean, all the way down to Papio, the, the character of Papio Daniel, like there's all these different stories happening, even though these guys are on this adventure. You have this governor of the state who's seeking reelection, but he's being opposed by a reform candidate. Maybe we should get us some. If we get yeah. some reform. Can't get no reform yeah. in a goddamn incumbent. <laughs> it's a, you get such a small town feel, even though it's the state. It's the state, these, yeah. Because all these, all the storylines we together in and out and finally they all meet at the end Converge. which is awesome how would that make us look a bunch of johnny come lately strutting out our own little fella <laughs> i mean this character the, the lines are ridiculous but yeah like there's this there's this actually giant story that's gonna weave together at the end in a way that seems almost impossible like why the hell okay i guess we're over here now we're over here it's almost like uh what was that <sighs> remember the name of it that movie that came out that was about like uh racism it, that won the academy awards and it was all these different stories that didn't come together to the very you guys called crash it? crash yeah thank you me and you and the x saw that we did didn't yeah, we yeah we saw that together. it's almost kind of like crash and the fact that you're getting these different yeah. stories and you don't understand right. how the hell they have anything to do with each other other than yep. slightly crossing yeah. paths and then the very end it all comes together mm -hmm. In such a satisfying way, right? And uh, so, yeah, they're 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 on this adventure, and in, in like Garrick said, it's all these kind of like vignette mm -hmm. type situations, which is just like in the Odyssey, mm -hmm. and most of them can be compared directly. Oh my goodness, I this movie like fires on all cylinders for me i get a little emotional for parts of it <laughs> i feel despair i'm laughing i'm you know i'm political caught up in the intrigue. moment exactly <laughs> there is political <laughs> oh i think it's gonna be a paddling no definitely i happen to belong to a certain secret society i don't <laughs> think we have to name it but these boys <laughs> <laughs> 
I mean, seriously, like all the Southern stuff, like the uh, how they, their accents are dead on. The, nobody sounds like they're phoning it in. In yeah. fact, it was actually one of the things that sold me right when the movie started was George Clooney. Yeah. Doing this fast talking Southern guy. Yeah. Who's on, who got sent up for like, practicing it, law without a license. Yes. <laughs> that was great. The pseudo intellectual. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah, you know, I can tell you, you're, in, you know, with a gift of gab, you're, you're, you're in, in dude with a gift of gab. I need the dip, dip Dan. Yeah. Well, we got some Dapper Dan, man. I don't want Dapper Dan, damn it. I'm a Dapper Dan, man. How long If you want Dapper Dan, I can put on order, have it for you in about two weeks. Well, ain't this place just a geographical oddity? Two weeks from everywhere. God dang this movie. There's not a character in the movie that doesn't say something quotable. All the way down to the scene between her or between him when he when he relinks up with his wife and they're arguing about the fact that he like she told the girls like he's got what like six girls. He she told him when he went to the when he got sent up that he was hit by a train. Your daddy's dead. He was hit by a train. I wasn't hit by a goddamn. Damn it! I wasn't hit by a train. You know, well, you lots of great that. people been hit by train. Judge Nelson was over in Butterworth County, was hit by train. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the damn paterfamilias. <laughs> All the way, the the chubby guy that throws him out on his butt after he gets in the fight with the with uh, with with Vernon T. Waltrip, and the guy just goes and stay out of the Woolsworth. <laughs> he doesn't even say Woolworth. He says Woolsworth, and it's hilarious. <laughs> Oh my gosh! Uh, every shot of the film, art, yeah. every, every bit. But I mean, it, it's like, how do you even? Oh, you look at their faces. Come on! Oh my gosh, my hair! Yeah. It's a, it's a <laughs> damn near we're in a tight spot. <laughs> we both fellas were in a tight spot. Damn, we're in a tight spot. <laughs> I hate fire. <laughs> Get away from that vehicle, Jeb. She's licking fire. <laughs> You know, oh my gosh, uh. the guy who plays. All right, so they they break <laughs> they break off the chain gang and they find Pete's cousin. Yes, Pete's and they're cousin. walking up and they're talking to, and the shots ring out like the dirt right at their feet puffs up, and there's like an eight year old kid holding a holding a rifle. Shooting him. My daddy told me to yeah. shoot anybody that is attacked. You with the bank? We're not with the bank. Daddy said I was shooting any man smorting papers. We ain't got no papers, neither. I nicked the census, man. Now there's a good boy. <laughs> and they walk back, and, you know, they're talking. Uh, what's what's his hog's wallop? What's his first name? I don't remember. I suddenly can't I don't remember. know, but he's whittling the whole time. Yeah, he's, well, he's back there. you whittling, and he's like, hey, you Pete. Hey, cousin. Yeah. <laughs> I expect you want them chains knocked off. His eyes are pointing like different directions. Yeah, he's so his face is so distorted. It's messed up. Yeah, <laughs> they're inside. The kids sitting on all the phone books just to be I tall enough the, to eat the, at the table. The, the yeah. What? Where's Where's Cora, cousin? Miss Hogswallop done and done up an R U N N O F T. She done run off. <laughs> This stew's pretty good. You think so? I slaughtered this horse last Tuesday. I was afraid she started to turn. And the look on Delmer's face that he realizes he's eating a a rotted horse. Oh, my gosh. And it's just that way start to finish. Yeah, it's so good. 
where he get he's he betrays him. He sends the cops after. Oh him yeah, so he can collect the money uh, while they're sleeping in the barn. Right. I'm sorry. I know he's kin and all, but I got to do for me and mine. I'm gonna kill you, Judas Iscariot, Hogwallop. <laughs> Damn, we're in a tight spot. <laughs> tight spot. We're in a tight spot. And then the boy, boy, crashes through that car, him. crashing into the barn. Beautiful shot, CG. That oh, CG it? that long ago. I mean, we're talking like 2001. Yeah, wow. And that is that CG. Up. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> Come on, this boys. Whole, I'm all up and are you in an OFT? This whole movie holds up. Like, it, when it came out in 2000, yeah, 2000, 2001, right, right yeah. there. Yeah. It's coming up on the 20th anniversary. Oh, yeah. It, it holds up just as well today as it did then because it's so low key. This is, yes. this is timeless. And it's a period it's a piece. Movie. Yeah. Yeah, period pieces are like a cheat code to timelessness. Yeah. But also, done well. to Garrick's point, they done well. with with all the effects and the digital editing they did, they did not overstate the capabilities right. of the time. Episode two, episode two, <laughs> like they they recognize this is what we can get away with and have it look good, right? Oh my goodness! Yep, 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 yep. yep. All right, favorite scene in the film. Oh, jeez. I know, right? It's hard to choose. It's hard to There's choose. There's no way I could choose a favorite scene. <clears throat> you have to. You but, have to. But, man, it, it would either be the gopher scene. Oh, so good. <laughs> yeah, the Baptist. Baptism. Yeah. They're mind. all singing down to the river to pray, like ghosts yeah. just coming down around uh, them. It was, oh, yeah, that was that's a gorgeous be. scene. I mean, I love yeah. the line, you know, geographical oddity, two weeks from everywhere. Oh, uh, yeah, it's a great. But yeah. that, that scene with the gophers and then the, uh, uh, you know, the, the baptism, it, it's great. Yeah. <laughs> Mike, favorite scene? <clears throat> uh, man, the ba- that baptism's pretty cool. Man. You can't pick the same scene. It's already been picked. Dang it. Uh, dang, ah. I just had one in my head. Ask Garrick first. Garrick, favorite scene, because Mike's a puss. Uh, that whole scene when they're with John Goodman under the tree. Yes. Oh, yeah. yes. <laughs> and he thinks he's about It's all about own. the money, boys. He starts beating like, the shit out of Delmer. He, and so, Everett doesn't care at all. <laughs> he's, like, <laughs> he's like, I don't understand, no. Big Dan. What's going on, Big Dan? <laughs> no, even before that, he takes the frog. And he's yeah. like, what is this? And he crushes oh, it. Yeah. yeah, no, that yeah, after he beats a turn him, don't you know these things give you warts? <laughs> and then just and then slams that, it against the tree. That throw, he when he throws it against the tree, that cracks me up every time I see it. Because it looks like he so gives so- none shits. <laughs> yes, exactly. He thinks this cardboard there, he thinks this shoebox is full of money. He opens yeah. it up and he finds his toad that Delmer is convinced is Pete. Turned into a toad. Yes. Horny right. toad. Yeah. He, Don't he you know these things give you words? And just, yeah. yeah. And then, ah! yeah, start screaming bloody murder. At, yeah. Yeah. That, that's that whole scene. Like you're saying, George Clooney's like, what's going on, Big Dan? Yeah, what's going on, Big Dan? As he's coming, he's beating the crap out of Delmer. He just hit Delmer with a tree branch. <laughs> yeah. And, and George Clooney's still cleaning off his corn cob. <laughs> And he hits him in the head with What's it. What's going on, Big Dan? And spits corn everywhere. I don't understand, Big Dan. 
That's a great, by the way, that's a great old, that's almost like an old timey cinema, uh, cinema trope. He hits him with the, in the face with a tree branch from the direction where you can't see the impact. Yeah. And to make it look like teeth flying out, he's eating corn and just spits all the corn out. And it's hilarious. Well, I'll see you in the funny papers. I'll see you in the funny papers, boys. You've seen the last of Big Dan T. John Goodman in this. John effing Goodman. In this movie is he's always great all right yep. i got mine all right all right the scene with the sirens the sirens i mean Go the reason little baby. okay so yeah because to me it's a perfect it makes you scene, horny right? don't it because those chicks are a little attractive aren't they <laughs> a little Go it's a it's the perfect scene because baby. it is the perfect mix of comedy yes because they think he got turned into or at least Delmer thinks he got turned into a horny toad oh my gosh when the he shirt goes, yeah, and he goes the, the he goes, hilarious part they left his heart Delmer wakes up <laughs> Delmer wakes up sprawled out on the rocks after these women like love them up and and get them drunk he wakes up in the river on the rocks and he's sprawled out he looks up <laughs> And then he starts to get up. Everett wakes up. He's sprawled out. Delmer looks over to Pete, and it's his Just entire outfit sprawled out. With the suspenders still pulled up over the shirt as if he just vanished out of thin air. And he gets up, and he looks down, and the chest starts just pumping. Boom, boom, and Delmer, oh, them sorry. They yeah, done like, left his heart. Sweet Jesus effort, they done left his heart. <laughs> oh, and then the, then the toad what are we gonna do? jumps in the water and he jumps yep. in after him. <laughs> and then they're in the car. I'm, I'm not sure that's Pete. Of course it's Pete. Look at him. Look at- <laughs> Holds the toad out. <laughs> So, but on top of that, so the comedy, of course, is there. It's unbelievable but the, but comedy. But the music, I mean, the women singing. And, oh, yeah. I mean, of course, it they're is, gorgeous. You, and, if you're tired watching this movie, oh this is the scene that's yeah. going to put you to sleep. Yes. It's going to Because the music is a trance. You got the, it's go to sleep, you little bit. But then in the background, there's this, ooh, like this minor key thing going on yeah. that sounds like, you know, it sounds like Puddles the Clown singing. Like, it's almost like... Uh, this like kind of sadness in the background. It is so poetic and beautiful, and yeah, just everything about that scene. Everything is brilliant. It's like it's almost like I said. It's kind of the microcosm of the whole movie. Yeah, yeah. It's it's condensed into yeah. like a, 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 a like a puree. The cinematography, right the comedy, the the music, everything all in one scene. Yeah, it's beautiful. Do not seek the treasure. <laughs> we thought you was a toad. <laughs> Do not seek the treasure. <laughs> Ambush. Bushwhack. <laughs> we thought you was a toad. <laughs> No, I never was a toad. Oh, well, that's our mistake, man. <laughs> uh, Sweet summer rain. That's our mistake. This movie. <laughs> my gosh. All right. My favorite scene. <clears throat> this is a really nuanced scene, and it's partly because of the genius of Stephen Root. <laughs> 
they recorded the uh, yes. the Man of Constant right. Sorrow in, in the in the recording studio. It's in the middle of nowhere. In the middle of nowhere. <laughs> hey fellers, that man will pay you if you go and sing into his can. Hey, <laughs> singing you dumb cracker. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Pappy, don't you want to do some politicking? <laughs> do some pushing, pressing flesh? <laughs> we mass communicating. I, uh, no, it's a scene later on after Man of Constant Sorrow's taken off, and you see, like, you know, there's the lady going, like, Do you have Man of Constant Sorrow by the Soggy Bottom Boys? And then the driest delivery, Sorry, ma'am, we just got a shipment in today, but we just can't keep to seek them on our, keep them on our shelves. <laughs> you like the most dry draw, Southern. <laughs> <clears throat> like and then like there's a newspaper they throw the newspaper on the fire while they're all camping in the middle of the field and the page burns back and it says soggy bottom boys a hit but who are they <laughs> like all this brilliant stuff so you got this guy going in who's like who's talking to mr lund the the blind steven root who runs this radio station and he's like uh you familiar with them soggy bottom boys no, I do not believe that rings, but he just recorded them like a <laughs> days ago. <laughs> and he's like, he's like, oh, they did a manicon sorrow, blah, blah. Oh, yeah, those Negro fellas. <laughs> that was a powerful number. His eyes are going every direction. It's like Forrest Whitaker squared, just everywhere. And he's, and he's like, he's like, well, everybody's buying up from here to Mobile. You don't say, you know, the whole state's going AP. Hells bells, Mr. Lum. We got to find them boys and sign them to a big fat contract. If we don't, then the goddamn competition will. And Stephen would Stephen Root. Ah, oh, mercy, yes, we got to beat that competition. <laughs> like, I feel like Stephen cares. I know. I feel like that line was improvised. Like it wasn't even scripted. Ah, oh, mercy, yes, we got to beat that competition. <laughs> and every time I about shit a brick when I'm watching this movie, just because Stephen Root with his eyes just looping around. In random ass directions, <laughs> dropping mercy as we got to be the. I every time I just lose it, just lose it. This movie feels like people having fun from front to back, and it, it shows when you get down towards the end of the film, and the boys are suddenly confronted with the fact that this song that they recorded is extremely popular, and they are stunned. <laughs> that That's probably my second favorite scene, where they, yes. they start singing, and everyone just like yeah. goes yeah. nuts. And George Clooney and just looks George confused Clooney as hell. George Clooney turns around, he's like, what the what hell? What the hell? Yeah, he looks back at Delmer and Pete like, what the hell's going on? Everybody's freaking out. But, like, Pappy gets up, and he starts doing, like, this old fat guy dance as yeah, he's coming across right. the stage. And he even turns, he licks his thumb and puts it on his <laughs> butt and goes, <laughs> and he does the thing like he's warming his hands on them. All of this is completely out of place for the time period of the movie, but it doesn't damn matter because you know when they were filming it, the act he was just having fun. And they're like, this is fun. Let's stick it in because... From front to back, this movie just looked like they were having such a good ass time. Yeah. Oh my well, goodness! It's every time you watch this movie, it gets better. Mm. Yeah. Oh yeah, it, every yeah. single time. Yeah, it does. It's one of those you can pick yeah. up new things each time. I've seen this mo movie thirty times minimum, and yes, I enjoy it more every damn time. Yep. Oh my goodness. <sighs> I would gush about a brother we're out there for four hours, but I feel like there's no need. If you haven't seen Oh Brother Where Art Thou, go Do watch yourself it. a favor. But here's my caveat. Watch it with somebody. 
Don't watch it alone. I enjoy it alone, but I know. Watch it with somebody so you can enjoy it together because the laughter is infectious with this film. Mm-hmm. And the quotability is so much of the enjoyment. Yeah, this is a this is a movie that I'd love to be able to get away, be able to get away with uh doing a watch party, but we would I mean, time. we wouldn't be able to make fun of it. We'd just be laughing the whole time. Yeah. You know? Uh it's I, not on very many streaming services either. Yes, that's right, true. Right, that's that was it used to be. Point, but yeah. Yes. You need to see, oh, brother, where art thou? I mean, honest to God, me personally, I don't know if Garrick would agree, but me personally, if you would only ever watch one Coen Brothers film, it's, oh, brother, where art thou? Yeah, probably. Garrick, you're the biggest Coen Brothers fan amongst us. What would you say? Yeah, I'd say so. Really? It's it's by far the most easily accessible one. Yes, that's true. It's... It's weird in a way that everyone could potentially enjoy. Some of them are weird in you very unique like ways. I, I like the Big Lebowski maybe a little bit more, but I wouldn't recommend that to everyone because there's a lot. Well, depending on the person, yeah, uh, it's kind of uh, blue. Yeah, it, it does get a little blue at times. Yeah, was but, Raising yeah. Arizona there? Yes. Okay. Absolutely. That that's, was like one of their one of their big early ones. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's uh, that might. Might rank a little higher for me. Really, raising yeah. really. Yeah. See, raising I, Arizona is not that high on my list. You like the Nick Cage? That do one you? is so weird. It is weird. So weird. Yeah. It's. I like that one too. Yeah. Honestly, I think it's Oh Brother Where Art Thou, and then Hudsucker Proxy for me, and then a handful of other. Like, I like their goofier ones more than their serious ones. So, mm-hmm. No Country for Old Men, although I enjoy, is not high on the list for me. And the man who knew too much is like the bottom. Yeah, that's that probably the most weird. serious one. That they was kind of boring. Yeah. And they were they were really trying. It felt like they did it intentionally. They were trying to recapture a genre that no one likes anymore. But like, uh, yeah, like Buster Scruggs was really good. Too. Yes, I do like Buster Scruggs. That's probably right in the middle for me. But yeah, Hudsucker Proxy is behind. Mm-hmm. Is right behind. Oh, brother, where art thou for me? A brother, where art yeah. thou? Top. I want to say I, top five movies for me of all mm, time. Mm, yeah. I mean, definitely top ten. If I really sat down for a week and got studious about it, it may be top five, but it's definitely top ten of all time. This this movie, it's not just that it's funny and quotable and it has fantastic music. It is art. Every mm, single scene. Yeah, it's art. Yep. It is art. It is. It's I can't believe it's film. not rated better on Rotten Tomatoes. That's disappointing. I part of I think part of it is that it was ahead of its time when it came out. Yeah, you know it's that seventy seven percent. Yeah, that that low. style of comedy was well. Most of the, their comedies are not common, <laughs> but yeah, well, the Big Lebowski is not a whole lot. It's eighty one, eight point one. So, and the Big oh. Lebowski has much more of a uh, cult following too. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. They have a whole religion. Yeah. Dudism. Yeah, <laughs> seriously. Get some white Russians going on up in here. Caucasian. But, yes. If you haven't seen it, please go see it. I would actually love if you, as a result of this podcast, go watch this movie for the first time and join us on Discord. And you find our Discord by going to our Twitter at FlyCasual1138. And in our bio, we have a link to the uh, to the Discord. 
I would love it if you joined us there after watching this for the first time, even if it's not for the first, even if it's a movie you've seen and and, and share your uh, feelings of the movie, because this is something where, like I said, uh, Howie's ex was like laid up with an injury at one point, And I came over to the house and watched it with her because she said she tried to watch it and she didn't enjoy it. I'm like, oh, oh, you watched it wrong. And I came and watched it with her, and hearing me laugh, she realized how ridiculous it was and said, "Well, yeah, this so- was way better laughing alongside of you than it yeah, was. Some people don't know that that this is supposed to be fun. You don't see a movie yeah. that, that visually intentional and expect comedy. Yeah. Because rarely does anybody, I, I hate to say this, but I'm going to play the devil's advocate, rarely does anybody waste that kind of art on comedy, but the Cohen brothers are risk taking enough to That's say bread and butter. That exactly. That why the hell wouldn't you take high art and make it comedy? Because then you're getting the best of everything. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I don't know what you're Go pay the three bucks on uh, Amazon to buy it or rent there it or whatever. Go. Yes. Yep. And then if you don't like it, Howie will give your money back. That's right. That's the Howie guarantee. Yep. Howie, I will right give you, here. I will give you his routing number. <laughs> yep. <laughs> He's going to pay from his Funko Pop proceeds. That's so. right. Yep. His dividends finally, from that sweet, sweet stock. I'm finally starting to break even again. Yay. Woo. After this downfall turn of events. How I see the trick is to sell when it's high. Not when it's <sighs> I don't know if you know that. Know if you knew that's that. how the market yeah. should work. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Little insider tip for you. <laughs> yeah. well, I know. Hey, careful! We don't want to get him in trouble with all that insider trading. Oh no! I don't about know COVID. About part of Funko. Yeah, yeah. Mostly. But don't worry, Howie. I'm gonna run out and buy my Funko Pop, uh, Baby Yoda, and egg. Yeah. Which ones? There's so many. Oh, the egg one. Yeah, yeah the egg one. That's. <laughs> I've got the 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 regular one, the one that was like the pre order year a year ago. That's uh, double-sided taped in the middle of my dashboard like the, uh, you know, like the thumbs up <laughs> Jesus from Dogma. So, nice. Yeah, he's right out there. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, yeah, join us on the Discord. Wherever you uh, get the podcast, run out. Please, we ask you to give us a nice little review so we can reach more listeners just like you because you're the best. The only thing better than you is more you. In the meantime, I'm Corey. Over there's Mike. 99. Over there's Howie. Whoop, whoop. Over there's Genrique. So long, fellers. That's right. Yep, I'm with you, fellers. Jelly. It's getting to a point where a fella can't find a decent hair jelly around here. Please, this is part of the whole experience.